Well, depending on when you're listening to this, either summer break is about to begin or maybe it's already begun, so yay! (laughs) Doesn't matter any virus situation. When we get to the end of a school year, that's the reaction, right? Yes, it is. So welcome or welcome back to the Yearbooking Report podcast. My name is Scott Giese, been with Jostin's Yearbooks as a representative for the last 23 years now, and a 40-year journalist. Lots of stories to tell, and that's what we're going to do in this episode. Although in this particular case, uh, not necessarily about a yearbook. Once again, we do call this feature yearbooking. And social media, of course, is just huge. Now, for those of us who are older... We do remember a time before social media. Yeah, 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, thereabouts. We remember that time, and of course, it's not that time anymore. The world has really changed. We've got these gadgets we hold in our hands now where we can web search and talk and text and social media and lots of other fun things. One question, though, is your yearbooking effort, your yearbook staff, how actively are you using social media and why should you do it? There are a lot of reasons. And so recently we reached out to my friend Kristen Johnson. Now Kristen is with Jostens and she's got a fancy title. I just call her the head of our Jostens social division. And uh, we'll find out more about that here in this particular feature. Kristen really knows her stuff. She is a real online social media pro. And when I talked to her recently, she really gave me some things that made me think, like, really? I didn't know that. Really? New things, interesting things, important things in regards to social media. So this is sort of our, call this our summer episode of the podcast. We might have some special episode midsummer. We'll see how things go. But uh, social media is something that every yearbook staff needs to use. Not should, not, well, they could, needs to use. It's an important part of your arsenal. But a lot of folks are still intimidated, especially (coughs) adults, are still intimidated by social media. It's interesting, the kids really aren't. It's the adults. And later on, you're going to hear me say something like, let's let the kids drive on this one. Wait for that comment later in the episode. But yeah, this could be one. Advisors, you have enough to do. And you've got helpers sitting right in front of you. They are professionals, if you will, at this stuff. This is an opportunity to let students take the lead. But there's a lot of things we have to get to first. So first off, let's meet Kristen. All right, now I've got to assume that no matter who's listening here, if you are an advisor, meaning you're an adult, if you're a student, okay, may this is a no-brainer. You, you've at least heard of social media. Now, I'm kind of joking there a little bit because I'm thinking of folks who are really old like me, okay, pushing 60 or 65, you know, older teachers. Come on, even you have heard of social media. The question is, are you using it as part of your yearbook experience? And we're going to talk to our guest in a moment. I'm going to share some thoughts. And I know she's got some great ideas. So you might want to do some note taking. And especially, I'll be blunt, for the older types, do not be scared of this. It's okay to use. Let me introduce my friend, Kristen Johnson. Kristen, hello. How are you? Hello. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. We've got some great stuff here. We're going to cover a lot of ground. 
But Kristen, first off, mm-hmm. let's start with something about you. All right. Now, I've been with a company, Jostens, for a long time. You, you're relatively new. So tell us something about yourself. Let's start there. Tell us like where you're from, what's your background, and so on. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so yeah, I'm Kristen Johnson. Um, I'm the senior manager of social media and influencer marketing at Jostens. Um, and I've been with the company for about four years. Um, you know, born and raised in Minneapolis. So I've definitely been around this area my whole life. Um, and I've been in the digital marketing realm um, for about 10 years. And so I actually started out as an intern. You know, I've always been super interested in social media, but social media 10 years ago was so different than it, where it is now. And, you know, it changes every single day, which is why kind of I love this career. Um, and so, yeah, I started as an intern, you know, doing email marketing website, you know, development, push notifications, SMS text alerts, and then found myself, you know, kind of in the in the social sphere specifically. And yeah, kind of been doing that specifically for eight years. Um, and I, I love it. And I have to say, you know, this, you know, current moment at Jostens is, you know, one of the moments I've been most excited for social, because we're finally starting to bring that social, you know, landscape and curriculum into the classroom specifically. So very exciting times here. Yeah, I would say after the last two plus years that we've all had to deal with, probably social media really comes to the fore or it should at this particular juncture. Now, now again, your title is, what's your official title again? Social and- Senior Manager of Social Media and Influencer Marketing. Social Mm -hmm. Media. Okay, I got that one. Influencer marketing. Yep. All right, I'll bite. Yes. What, is, what is that exactly? <laughs> so influencer marketing is where, you know, we're working with students, you know, that are at, that are in our Justin schools. And so, you know, they have kind of raised their hands as being, you know, advocates of our brand. And they want to, you know, talk about us on their, you know, personal social media networks. And so, you know, we supply them with product and potential payment, um, you know, in exchange for them to talk about Justin's. And, you know, they have already raised their hands as, you know, fans of our brands, like I said. And so it's a very authentic way in order to talk about, you know, Justin's products, Justin's brand overall, and for those people to really, you know, build a relationship with us as a brand. Um, So it's very cool kind of you know new thing that we're we're really excited about here at Justin's. Now I want to touch more on that a little later on because this yep. thing of influencers, the the old man in me knows, you know, I, I still struggle a bit with influencers, but let, let's leave that for a little later on. Okay. For sure. Um, now at the beginning I, I was probably a little harsh. Okay. I was a little harsh for older folk because um you know, I, I just know I've got, I'm going to say older friends that they kind of <laughs> dabble in social media a little bit, just a little kind of get their feet wet. You know, they're not going all in that sort of stuff. Yep. And I've had this chat with a number of especially older yearbook advisors mm-hmm. about social media and a response that I just kind of get back over and over is, oh, social media, that's a young person's game. And I'm too old for this. When it comes to using social media as part of a yearbooking effort, 
Now, Kristen, if you were talking to an older advisor who had a response like that, what would your response be? What would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you know, I would definitely have to respectfully disagree. Um, you know, I think social media is for everyone. Um, you know, it's social really is, you know, how we're, we're building community these days, you know, social media is basically fundamentally shifting the way we communicate with each other. Um, and, you know, so I think social, you know, is a no brainer. I think everyone should be doing it in order to just, yes, yeah, stay connected with friends, with families, you know, to build those relationships with brands you really do care about. And it's just, it's a perfect way to build community online. And, you know, as you said in the beginning, you know, I think COVID has really, you know, um, skyrocketed, you know, how social media, you know, is involved in our day-to-day -day lives. Now, do you have any statistics? I, I've never seen anything. Um, mm -hmm. How many yearbook staffs actively use social media. You know, if I look where I work in Pennsylvania as a microcosm, which may or may not be accurate, mm -hmm. I have very few yearbook staffs that actively use social media and it's driven me crazy. I've poked, mm -hmm. prodded them, I've pushed, I've shoved, and you know, the whole deal. Still, still working on that. Do you have any statistics? Are they out there somewhere on how many yearbook staffs really use social media? Yep. So about 60% of yearbook staffs are currently using social media today. Um, and, you know, they're, they're using it to, you know, gather content for their book. Um, and then they're also using it, you know, as a promotional tool to, you know, drive those sales of the book as well. So there's kind of two different ways they're using it. But, you know, there definitely are schools that still aren't using it. And we're, we're definitely encouraging them too. But roughly about 60%, so over half for sure. Okay, well, that means Scott's neighborhood is behind the curve. <laughs> yes, they are. They are. <laughs> That's not good. All right. Uh, oh, okay. I got something to work on there. Um, because again, Kristen, when I've discussed this over the last, I'm going to say last couple of years mm -hmm. with yearbook advisors, especially older ones, uh, a response that I've heard more than once is, is that to them, social media is just drama. And it's like, th there's just too much drama with social media, people acting out, you know, a lot of the bad stuff that we mm -hmm. see, like sometimes it makes the news and so on. And they're like, well, that's drama. I just don't want to deal with that drama. I've just, I've got no time for that. Now, again, if you were talking to such a person, how would you respond to them? Because that's what I think a lot of adults think. They just see, they mm -hmm. see social media and they see trouble. How do yeah. we, how do we respond to that? Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't think social media is trouble. You know, I think, you know, these students are craving being on social. I mean, they're already there. And so this is a perfect opportunity for us to teach social media responsibility within the classroom. Um, and, you know, we're able to do that with some parameters and some guardrails with tools like Justin Social. Um, you know, I mean, I just, I really, really think that, you know, there isn't drama involved here. You know, I think a lot of it gets blown out of proportion in the media. Um, you know, we hardly get many negative comments on the, you know, Jocelyn's social brand accounts. And, you know, when we do get, you know, a customer service type question that might be negative in nature, you know, that person would have been saying that 
you know, on social or would have been giving us a phone call. And so this allows us to, you know, respond to those customers in a way that others are able to see that. And, you know, in the end, it usually drives more positive engagement because we're able to interact with them directly on social and we're able to solve problems. And, you know, if something ever did get, you know, out of hand, which it rarely does, you know, there is the delete button, you can block people. And so, you know, social isn't just this whole free for all for people to say anything and everything that they want to say. Um, You know, you can really, you know, make sure that you're moderating your tool. And again, you can do that within just and social as well to, um, you know, make sure that any negative comments and things like that aren't coming through on your platform. So to me, social is not drama. We'll get back to more with Kristen Johnson from Jostens as we start to dig deep into social media. Now, this is for anybody. If you're a veteran, great information coming up here. If you've never really done this, we've got some really great information coming up for you. So stay tuned for more on that here in just a bit. Well, the school year is either ending or over. Again, this is sort of, we'll call this our summer episode of sorts. And of course, a new school year will begin, depending on where you are, August, September. But a lot of the problems that we've all been dealing with, especially the last two years, are going to continue. We don't want them to. We want them to just get out of here. Of course, that's not going to happen. Even if the virus, that's what I just call it now, even if the virus suddenly disappeared from planet Earth today, the problems are going to remain. Now, you may have seen this earlier in the year. This uh, bunch of stories came out at the end of March after the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, came out with a study of teenagers and said that a rather staggering 44% of teens today feel either persistently sad or hopeless. Now, I have to admit, when I first saw this story, I'm thinking, oh, come on. You know, I don't necessarily buy every survey and poll that gets rolled out there. We have a burial, you know, of, of surveys and polls. We're buried in them, right? Yes. But the more I talk to teachers, especially, and some cases even students, and I mention this, I get head nods. Like, really? Yep, 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 yep. 44% of teens today feel persistently sad or hopeless. Now, we could round up just a little bit and say, if, especially if we're talking about a high school, nearly half of a high school is in some dire straits. Nearly half. Folks, this is a crisis that we really can't even imagine yet. Again, we assume that number is accurate. And I know for a fact, administrators, guidance counselors across the country They might literally be pulling their hair out on this one, trying to figure out solutions to this situation because it is really bad. Is there anything a yearbook staff can do to somehow help this situation? I think the answer is yes. And it's a simple answer. And it's simply tell stories or tell more stories. That 44%, I bet a lot of them feel pretty invisible at school. 
because they're not recognized for anything. They're not even recognized for being there, hardly. They kind of float through their classes every day, don't really do much of anything. They think nobody cares about them. Nobody cares about my stories. There it is. If we start to care about people's stories, maybe the situation changes. Again, this has been an extremely, the the roughest two plus, remember it's actually three years, two plus school years, the, the roughest ever. And we're now seeing the effects. And it's not from a directly from a virus. It's from the effects of that virus. And it's not necessarily, you know, you're, something's wrong with your heart or something's wrong with your lungs or something. No, it's a bit more with the brain, a bit more with feelings, a bit more with, why am I here? I think a lot of kids are asking that question. And I think if your book staffs take the time to tell more stories in their book, on social media, and in some other places, if we can help kids become more recognized, I think we not only have a great yearbooking effort, we're helping our entire school. So as you look ahead to the new school year in the fall, Again, these problems are going to be there. Uh, They're not going to just disappear. They're going to linger. They're going to hang. They're going to get worse, maybe. We don't know. Telling more stories, I think, can be part of the solution for this problem. If somehow you need some help with that, absolutely contact your Johnson's representative. we got tons and tons of story ideas, ways to tell them uh, in, in different ways. We can help working together to improve your entire school because now more than ever it is so desperately needed. Let's see what we can do without that. I've said to some students, you know, hey, you're superheroes. You're storytellers. Put on your cape. So if you're listening to this, looking to the fall, put on your cape and start your planning. Now we're going to dig deep now into social media, which can be part of this solution. Let's hear more from our friend Kristen Johnson. Now, we'll definitely talk about Justin Social. Kristen, you mentioned that several times. Yes. That is something. All right. Now, we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. But let, yeah. let's, let's start from scratch, if you will. Let's say there's somebody listening out there and they've had this drama idea or mm-hmm. they've just never tried to do something. Now, let, we'll, we'll get on to individual platforms in just a bit. But just basically, how can a yearbook staff use social media to further their efforts? What what are some basics that they could do? Yeah, well, you know, social media really was built for yearbook. You know, they go hand in hand. Facebook actually was built from a yearbook, if you didn't know. You know, Facebook, it's literally in the name book. Um, and so, you know, social can really help tell that year-long story of yearbook by just creating awareness for students and parents on social and also just for faculty as well. Um, you know, one thing that's super important in yearbook is inclusivity. And social media actually allows for more inclusivity within the yearbook because you're able to actually ask people for content on social and maybe you're you're able to find some of those student voices that maybe you don't always get photos of, or, you know, they're able to share their opinions through polls and different things like that on social. So that's another super important thing is it drives inclusivity. Um, You know, it also, as I've mentioned, you know, teaches real world 21st century skill and how to be responsible on social. 
Um, and then ultimately, you know, it does help sell more yearbooks. Um, you know, a lot of schools uh, or yearbook staffs, you know, they will, you know, drop a ton of photos from, you know, a game that just happened. And, you know, people are able to tag themselves. They're able to share those on their personal networks. And, you know, by doing that, people get excited about maybe what images might actually be available within the yearbook. Um, you know, you're able to give teasers throughout the year on, you know, content that's going to be included. You could tease, you know, the theme of the book. Um, you know, there's just a lot of great things that you can really be using social for. And just when it comes to building your spreads, um, like I mentioned, you know, polls, you can do those within social and use, you know, responses that you get on social media and actually put that in the book. Um, people can, you know, tag you in content and you can ask for permission to use those photos in the book as well. You know, obviously your staff isn't able to go on spring break with, you know, every single student in your school. And so how can you use social to get people to tag you so you can use that content, create a spring break spread just as an example. So really, you know, like I said, social media was built for a yearbook. It goes hand in hand. Now, Kristen, I've been at this for over two decades and mm -hmm. most yearbooks pretty much cover the same stuff every year. We mm -hmm. all know what they are. And this goes back to when, no matter when you're listening, when you were in school, you know, what the football team do, homecoming week, who was the queen, right. uh, the winter dance, uh, basketball, you know, the usual stuff. Then we had the last two years. Mm -hmm. And depending on where you live, you know, things were shut down. There was no sports. There was no winter dance. But I guess, you know, you kind of echoed it there, Kristen. On social media, there's always something going on, which oh, yes. could be incorporated into the yearbook, correct? Correct. A hundred percent. Yeah. Another one that people I know does super well is just people taking photos with their pets, you know, as they're studying at home on the weekend, you know, again, your staff isn't able to be there and, you know, some of those personal moments. And so how can these students be documenting that on social media and sharing it with you? So you can tell more unique stories within your yearbook. So there's always content folks. There's always content. Even if, I mean, you know, news stories, there's a new variant out there and we're supposed to be nervous. I'm not even going down that road, okay? <laughs> but um, even if, oh, God forbid, even if the worst would start to happen again, let's hope that doesn't happen, mm -hmm. there's content out there. We can go get it. Now, Kristen, let's talk about platforms, you know, these different social media platforms. And there are a number of them now. There are some, I guess, that kids pay attention to, some other ones, maybe not so much. All right, talk to me about platforms and, I don't know, are, are ones better than others, I guess, when it comes to a yearbook effort? Yeah, no, for sure. And that's one of the things, I know you mentioned drum earlier, you know, I think that can be overwhelming for people is just the amount of, you know, platforms that really are available. And so when I, you know, recommend that, you know, a staff gets on social media, I definitely do not recommend that you try to go and be on every single one. I just think, you know, that's really hard to accomplish, at least to start. I really recommend that you start with one, you get really good at that one platform. And then, you know, if, there's interest, then you expand to the other ones. But, you know, there's probably never going to be a point where you're on every single one. The one that I do recommend that you for sure start with 
is Instagram. And the reason for that is because, you know, everyone tends to be on Instagram. It's kind of the one where everyone meets in the middle. You know, you're able to talk to parents, you're able to talk to faculty, you're able to talk to students all on that one platform. And on that platform as well, you know, there's stories, there's still photography, there's video. And so there's multiple ways that you're able to kind of tell a story. Um, so I think Instagram is a great one. Um, you know, from there, you know, definitely Facebook is another avenue you could go if you want to speak more to that parent audience, especially when it comes to potentially, you know, driving more book sales and being more promotional there. Um, and then on the other side of things, from like a student perspective, I think TikTok could be another just fun channel that you could experiment with. And, you know, documenting, you know, your yearbook processes or, you know, showing, you know, some of your yearbook students, you know, in the classroom or, you know, yearbook plus you could demonstrate how that actually works through a TikTok video. So definitely recommend you start with Instagram and then you could potentially, you know, steer off to Facebook or TikTok would kind of be more of those secondary channels that you experiment with next. All right. I'm just jogging mm -hmm. my brain here. There's at least two there you didn't mention. Um, mm -hmm. Is Snapchat no longer a thing? What about that one? Yep. So Snapchat definitely is a thing for sure. It is harder for more brands. And when I say brand, I mean like you as a yearbook staff as well to kind of break through that. Snapchat is very much used as, you know, a messaging platform. It's kind of the new texting. Um, and so it's very hard you know, people just don't want to have a texting conversation with you, it probably as a staff. It, there definitely is, you know, a paid media play. So, you know, we do paid social advertisements there and have seen very, a lot of successes with that. But when it comes to organic content, it's a little bit hard to break through on that channel specifically. All right. Now I'm a Twitter guy. And I'm mm -hmm. wondering, okay, what's Elon Musk doing today um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as we record this in the middle yeah. of April? What's he doing today? Uh -huh. um, I mean, come on, Twitter? What about Twitter? Show some love for Twitter. What do you think? I personally love Twitter. You know, the only thing that's difficult with Twitter is, you know, it is very much a news feed. And so things happen very fast there. So content that you posted an hour ago probably isn't relevant anymore. And so if you, you know, constantly want to be updating that feed with, you know, things that are happening that are timely and topical, I think that that could definitely, you know, be, you know, a secondary channel that you could experiment with, but definitely not a place that you're probably going to want to start because that platform just moves so quickly because it is more that news feed type of feel. All right. Some good advice there. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about this Jostin Social, which is still relatively new. I think some yes. folks out there still haven't really heard of it. They don't know what it is. So let's start from scratch. What is Jostin Social and why would this be good for any yearbook staff to use? Yeah. So first and foremost, Jostin Social really is just this enormous content library. Um, and so, you know, we provide more lifestyle content. So you can wish, you know, your followers a happy weekend. Um, you know, if it's National Pet Day, we have, you know, content that you can use to kind of support that. But then we also have a ton of content for yearbooks specifically. And the great thing within that is that it's actually you can customize the content 
specific to your yearbook as well. So we've built specific templates and you can insert, you know, images of students actually in your school. You can insert images of your actual yearbook. You can, you know, edit the text so that it's actually the price of your book. And so it's this great content tool, first and foremost. And, you know, you can connect your social accounts to the tool and actually publish directly from there. You can moderate, so you respond to, you know, questions, comments um, that come through on your social networks. Um, and then we also do, you know, have an analytics piece of that. So you can track your following. You can see how, many, how much engagement you've gotten on certain pieces of content. So you can really, you know, you know hone in on your specific social strategy um, and better it. And then we do have this huge, you know, training module as well, because as we know, a lot of us are not social experts. And so, you know, it goes from the basics of even how to set up the accounts to start with all the way, you know, how to go live, how to create an Instagram story. So basically anything that you would want to know about social media, there's a training module specifically for that. So it's a very robust tool. Um, that, you know, your students can use in the classroom. And, you know, as I said at the beginning, again, you know, it's a great place to really hone, you know, those 21st century skills and these students can learn to be socially responsible in an actual tool. And so you can put guardrails on, you know, you can set deadlines of when social posts are due. Um, and you either, you know, the editors or you as the yearbook advisor, could potentially, um, you know, review that before it's actually published and it goes live. And so it's a really, really great tool. Now, Kristen, let's be clear. All right. Jostin mm -hmm. Social is not a platform. All right. We're not taking on Mark Zuckerberg. Forget mm -hmm. that. Or ByteDance. I think they run uh, TikTok. This yep. is sort of, it's like a conduit of great materials that mm -hmm. you can put out to platforms, correct? Correct. Yep. So it like links to Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. So you're able to post and publish to those platforms. But yes, correct. It's not like its own social network. And it does look hard. And for, you know, when I've had a chance to kind of take a look at, there's a lot of stuff. You guys have a lot of stuff in there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we add, yeah, uh, 25 to 50 new assets every month. And so we're constantly keeping it fresh. And yes, it's super easy to use. I mean, we provide recommended content each day of the year. Do we recommend you post 365 days? No. But, you know, if you're just getting started and you're just a little, again, overwhelmed, you know, you can use our recommended content and push that out just to get things going. And then as you get more comfortable, then you start to experiment with, you know, different posts that are more customized um, to your school. I don't know. Maybe that's what scares some folks away from social media. It's like, oh, I got to come up with new stuff all the time. I don't have mm -hmm. time to do that, or I'm not that creative or something. I mean, Kristen, again, I've seen some of the stuff on Jostin Social. It looks really cool, really slick, and it's very timely, and it's not hard to use. Nope, not hard to use. We've tried to do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. So all you really have to do is just go in and access all of this great content. So folks, if you want some more information on Jostin Social, Contact your, your local Jostens representative. They'll get you details, all the information. Obviously, this is for Jostens schools uh, that work with us. 
So uh, it's not hard to sign up and you get all the stuff and off you go. So that's kind of cool. Now, all right, here's a thought. Now, Kristen, using social media, of course, I think most everywhere, at least in America, the school year is about nine months long. Mm -hmm. You know, um, September to June or August to May or whatever it is. And then, you know, summer, yay, we have summer vacation and that's great. For a yearbook staff, I mean, is this a nine month thing or do you, do you really think it should somehow be a 12 month thing? Yeah, I personally think it should be a 12 month thing. You know, social is always on. Um, I think it's hard to walk away from it and then, you know, expect it to just, you know, be back to where it was. And, you know, social media as well, when you think about, you know, the sales funnel specifically, you know, it is a very high funnel tactic. And so, you know, you want to constantly be, you know, pushing, you know, brand awareness for your specific yearbook all year long so that when it comes actually to that time to purchase, you know, it's like top of mind. They've been seeing it on social. They've been building a relationship with you for a couple of months. They've been interacting with your with your content. Um, so I definitely recommend that you use it all year round. And again, it's another great way where you could, you know, capture some summer content and create a specific spread for that in your book the next year. So definitely feel like you should be doing it for 12 months, not just nine. All right. Now be honest with me, Kristen. Okay. Now we're zooming here. You yeah. have your computer. I have my computer over here. I've got my spiffy smartphone in my hand, which goes mm -hmm pretty much everywhere I go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, can you do a lot of this social media posting and all this sort of, can I just do it with my phone or do I really need to have a computer? Nope. Yep. You can do it all with your phone. Um, so, you know, mobile is usually first when it comes to social actually. Um, and so even our Justin social tool, you can use that on your mobile device, you know, when you're on the go. Um, so yeah, everything is very much mobile friendly. All right, folks, no excuses. Come on, you got that smartphone in your pocket or your purse or something like that, okay. We'll get back to our final segment with Kristen Johnson of Jostens as we talk social media. That's coming up in a bit. We're gonna dig more into this influencer idea. What is that if somehow you don't know? If students are listening, yeah, we're serious. We will pay. If you'd like to be a Jostens Influencer, this is a fascinating new program, fascinating new opportunity, and we'll get to that here in just a bit. Now, we've talked about with uh, Jostens Social with our friend Kristen Johnson. Uh, this is a relatively new service that uh, we put together with the help of a third-party company called Multibrain. And uh, it's fascinating stuff. I know that a lot of people are scared off of social media because they already have a full plate. It's like, come on, I got enough to do right now. I got to do this too. I got to put together content and material. I don't have time to do that. I know a lot of people have probably said that and that's why they don't do social media. I don't have time for this. Well, by using Justin Social, we solve the problems. A lot of that content is made for you or we have easy to use tools that you can quickly whip up your material and then post it to whatever platforms you're working with. It's not hard to use, it's pretty darn easy. Advisors, I mentioned at the top of the episode here, how about we let the kids drive on this one? Why not? They're pros at this. I don't know why, if you're 16 years old, you're a pro. I have no idea. 
But they're pros at this, and they can pick this up really quickly, and all of a sudden you have this very robust, a lot of fun social media effort that everybody gets to see. This is great stuff. If you're a rookie, you've got to use Justin Social. I mean, you'll, you'll get off the ground running. Boom, gone. If you're a veteran at this, you might think, oh, we got this down. No, no, no. Check out Justin Social. They've got stuff on there you thought, we've never thought of that. Or, hey, we haven't been able to do that before. Yep, we've got the answers for you. It's terrific. Now, if you'd like more information, of course, contact your Justin's representative. They will get you the information on Justin Social. Yes, this is a Justin's exclusive service. Might be another reason to check out Justin's if you perhaps work with somebody else. All right, that's cool. Contact your Justin's representative. They have all the information on this amazing tool, Justin's Social. And then let's get you going. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right now, let's get back to our last segment with Kristen Johnson. All right, let's talk about this influencer thing. Now, for, maybe for folks who still, they're like, what? What is an influencer? I mean, it's a person. What, what is that person doing? Yep. So essentially they're influencing. I mean, it's in the name, but uh, you know, they believe that, you know, their audience potentially has, you know, a vested interest in something that they care about, you know, whether that be a brand. Um, and so, you know, they promote those specific products. They promote that particular lifestyle as they're promoting, um, you know, that particular brand altogether. So, you know, they're, it's authentic though. It's usually, you know, things that they actually do care about to their core. Um, and, you know, they talk about it with, you know, the audience that they have on their social networks. Now, these people that do this, and by the way, I've read stories about some of the money they make, and I'm thinking, where have I gone wrong? Holy, holy, <laughs> that's unbelievable. What some, I mean, we're talking six figures, maybe even seven figures for going online and telling people about this, that, and the other thing. That's about, mm -hmm. that's about it, right, Kristen? Yeah, exactly. It's as simple as that. And again, it, it, it's things that they, they need to care about, and it needs to be authentic, um, and products that they've actually tried, but yeah, yeah. People have had very, a lot of success for sure in influencing. Well, goodness, if I'm somehow an influencer, I'm undercharging you people. All right. So I've got to start <laughs> making lots more money, but anyway, I mean, do these people, do they work for somebody? Do they work on their own? I mean, how does that work? Yep. Yeah. So typically they, you know, they work for themselves. And so, you know, brands reach out to them, um, they may reach out to brands themselves. Um, and then usually, yeah, typically there's a contract in place and, you know, there's payment involved. And then, you know, in, um, you know, in return, they create content around, you know, a specific product or a specific brand. I mean, do these folks, do they do this? Is, this is like their day job. Do they do this once a week or, or does, um, how does that work? Yep. It totally depends on the individual. Um, you know, those people that have, you know, a hundred thousand or more followers, that's probably, you know, their only job. Um, but those people more like you and me, um, you know, it might just be kind of a side gig and they just do, you know, do and promote things that are just super important to them and might turn down other offers. So. Yeah, well, it varies. Folks, if we go to math class, if you have 100,000 followers and they all send you a dollar 
you're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing pretty good. Uh-huh. Now we have this new, and I find this curious. I want to see how this works. We have this new Justin's influencer program, and you're looking for students. What what is this program? Yep. So um, yeah, we just launched this this past school year. And so we're really excited about it. And so basically we have an application process. So we basically want students that are super interested in Jostens and, you know, potentially, you know, having a marketing degree in their future or communications degree of some sort. Um, And so we definitely are encouraging students, both high school and college students to fill out an application. Um, And then on our end, you know, we'll kind of sort through those and, you know, see if you're a good fit for us. And then, you know, we would love to potentially work with you on, you know, promoting Justin's, um, both our yearbook products, but then also, you know, we have grad apparel and rings and all that stuff. So it's, it's a really fun, unique opportunity for you to potentially earn, you know, product or some payment, but then also, you know, hone some of your marketing and communication skills as well. And, you know, it really is a resume builder. It's a real job um, that you can, you know, go into job interviews in the future and, you know, talk about the experience that you have with Justin. So it's a very cool opportunity. All right. So let's repeat this for any students who may be listening. You you heard Kristen use the word earn as Mm -hmm. in you can get paid. Yes. So this is sort of like a job, right? Mm -hmm. It is. But yeah, they're still, 100%. I mean, are we, I'm, I'm assuming, is this primarily high school students that we're looking for? Yes. So we're looking for students ages 14 to 22. So that high school and that college student. Okay. So high school and college students. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking for people who I, I have to assume this has got a lot of video involved with it. So you got to look good, talk good, got to mm-hmm. have passion for the subject. Yes. Now, how does, yep. somebody, how does somebody sign up for this, Kristen? Yep. So if you just visit jostens.com, um, you'll see, you know, a banner there that, you know, directs you to actually go and apply. And so, you know, on that application page, it literally takes you two minutes. You just have to connect your social media accounts. Typically, we're asking for, you know, Instagram and TikTok. You give us your name, your contact information, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you're you're done in about two to five minutes. So it's a quick process. So if someone gets accepted for this, um, mm-hmm. obviously there's some parameters and things you have to do like any other job out there. Um, yes. All right, I'm the old guy here. I want to see these kids do this stuff. I, I mean, what? Are, how do I connect to see them do their thing? Yep. So we're going to, we are sharing a lot of the content that these students are creating on, you know, the Jostens accounts. So you, if you follow Jostens on pretty much any social media site, you'll be seeing this content. Um, But then, yeah, we're, we're growing our network of influencers. And so, you know, we're tagging them and you'll be able to go, you know, look at their personal accounts as well. Um, and see all of the great things that they're creating with Jostens and potentially outside of Jostens as well. And so, you know, if you apply, you have an opportunity to grow your following as well, because there will just be, you know, other Jostens fans that want to, you know, see you and and connect with you on social. All right. Can I make a suggestion? And Mm -hmm. maybe maybe you guys are are doing this or you're going to be doing this at some point. Um, Now, I'm a yearbook guy. All right. So we have our terrific yearbook Avenue website. Yes. 
I'd love for some connection between this and Yearbook Avenue. You know, some way that, because we have untold tens of thousands of people that sign on to Yearbook Avenue every day to do all kinds of stuff. It'd be neat to somehow see some of this influencer material on there. Has anybody ever brought that up? Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit about, you know, having some type of social, you know, media ticker within that tool somewhere. But yeah, I think that that is a great idea and something we should definitely be doing for for next school year. So stay tuned. More to come for sure. Cool. Mark that one down. Mm -hmm. I just think that'd be, you know, whatever outlet Mm -hmm. we can get to get this out in front of folks like, wow, that's really cool. Look at that. And then I want to do that and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, for the influencers, are, is there just going to be a set number of influencers or could this be lots of people? No, it could be lots of people. Yeah. So right now we actually have 450 kind of in our internal network. And that number, you know, it doesn't stop. Right. We can have as many influencers, you know, that are willing to participate. So amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Kim Kardashian an influencer? She is. She is. Yep. That's too bad. <laughs> I'm not. I know. I'm, she's got nothing like against, nothing against the Kardashians. All right. I don't yeah. watch their television shows. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I guess and that it, would be an influencer if you. Bring she is attention. an influencer, and it, it is very interesting, though. Kind of some of more of those mega influencers. They actually actually have really low engagement, even though they have millions of followers. The people that actually, you know, connect with each piece of content is very low. So we actually, with our strategy, you know, we're looking for more of that micro macro influencers. So people that might just have, you know, around a thousand followers, you know, but the people that are following them are super invested in them and who they are and what they care about. And so they tend to usually have, you know, 10 times as much engagement as Kim Kardashian has. So you have a lot of power, even though you might not think you have a ton of followers. Wow. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get your crystal ball out because you know way more about social media than I do. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering about, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. I think at the beginning, you said social media is changing literally seemingly every day. Something's Mm -hmm. different or going on and so on. And, you know, I follow news and I know that Facebook isn't Facebook, it's Meta now, Mm -hmm. M-E-T-A. And I've seen the guys wearing the goggles and doing all the, you know, the virtual reality stuff and so on, which I have to admit that looks pretty cool Mm -hmm. for an old guy. Um, The future of social media, go ahead and have have some fun. What do you think is going to happen in the next few years? Are we all going to be getting goggles? I mean, (laughs) what do you think is going to happen? I don't think it'll be goggles, but yeah, VR is definitely going to be something that's going to be, you know, on the forefront here, even on Snapchat right now, there's some beta testing where you can actually and virtually enter a store and actually like shop and like your Bitmoji can like try on different things, whether it be shoes or clothing. So I think, you know, virtual reality is going to be, you know, a big part of social media going forward. I also think video content and live content is going to be super important. You know, Instagram has announced that they're no longer, you know, a photo platform, they're a video platform. Um, And so, you know, that's going to be super important too, just as you think about content, as we as Justin's develop content, video is number one for sure. And, And the algorithms already favor video as well. So 
typically, you know, a video post is going to be seen far more often than just a regular static post. So for sure, VR and video, those are kind of the, the future of social. Interesting. All right. Mm -hmm. for, for any of my fellow Star Trek fans out there, you know where I'm going here. There's the what's called the holodeck or the hollow suite where you walk in a room and you're in Paris or something, or you walk in this room and you're, you're on some foreign planet or some such thing, and you're walking around and it's like you're really there and so on. Nobody's wearing goggles though, Kristen, you know, and I've read some stuff that some people are actually working on this. Mm -hmm. like, really? <laughs> yep. Like, people like, are working on it. Yeah. My mother-in-law actually just did the, a study group where she actually had to like wear the goggles and do different like facial expressions and things like that. So it's very much, you know, in the works, especially from um, Meta. So that's your mother-in-law. Yes. Yeah. She so does what, focus she can, groups. And so gonna, is she going to be like in a video game or something or what? Maybe. I don't know. I, yeah. It'll be interesting, but they were just studying different facial expressions when it comes to different types of goggles and things like that. And just how your face reacts. Um, so. Whoa, that's cool. Very, very interesting. That's, mm -hmm. that's cool. All right. Yeah. Whoa. I'm in a video game. All right. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Mm -hmm. Let me wrap up with one more question. And for you, Kristen, this might be a little different because with our fine feature that we do here, we've talked to many advisors, former advisors, in other words, people who either are or have been regularly in the classroom. Yeah. And a, a wrap up question I always like to ask, and especially in the last two years, any advice right now for your book advisors? Now, you're not a teacher, all right? You're a social mm -hmm. media person uh, and so on. But I mean, if you had a chance to sit down and talk with advisors, either here as we're wrapping up this school year or going into a new one in August, September, whenever that is for people, if you had to give advisors some you know, advice just from your perspective, what would you tell them? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you know, I think the best thing for you to do as an advisor is to find an advocate within your classroom for social media. And, you know, this is someone that, you know, has a passion, you know, for marketing or communications, even influencer marketing. And, you know, this person can really help you as a classroom, you know, stay on top of trends, you know, someone that isn't really hesitant to experiment because, you know, with social right away, it might take you a while to figure out what content really does resonate with your audience. And so, you know, they need to be able to experiment and take a little risk. Um, you know, they can determine what platforms are best for, for you in, in your community. As I mentioned, you know, I do not recommend that you start with all, but maybe what's the one platform you're able to kind of start with. And so that this advocate could kind of, you know, determine that, um, you know, they could be that person too, that has a conversation with the school. If there is hesitation on kind of bringing social media into the classroom and, you know, this person already should be on social and, you know, their personal life and already be, you know, safely active. They already, you know, understand reach and following and, you know, someone that's interested in digital marketing for their career. And I think just kind of identifying that advocate is just going to make your job as an advisor much easier because they can really be the social expert and they probably already are and they have an interest in it. Um, and so kind of let them own that with the guardrails 
of Jackson Social, where you're able to actually put on those parameters, you're able to use the content calendar and really see what they're they're wanting to publish before it actually goes live. So that would be my my number one recommendation right now. And I guess to toss just one more in there, and maybe mm-hmm. a lot your experience, you're I'm gonna guess you're gonna nod your head on this one. Uh, yearbook staffs that are active on social media, let the kids drive. Yearbook advisors, you have enough to do. Yes. Now you're nodding your head, Kristen. Let the kids drive. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, let them do it. They, like I said, they have a craving for it. You know, uh, according to Indeed, you know, it's the number one job Gen Z wants right now. And so, you know, give them what they're craving. And, you know, students can tell when, you know, uh, you know, a teacher is talking at them or a parent. And so have the students have those conversations with each other and really drive excitement around yearbook and you know you're able to let the students do it like I said but also let them do it safely with Justin social specifically and so yeah let them run with it the old Chinese saying we've all heard it uh, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step time to take the step it is time to take the step social media time to take the step Kristen, this has been an enlightening conversation. I've had a lot of fun. This is, I learned a few things there. That's great. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. A big thank you again to Kristen for giving us a lot of great information and I think some inspiration when it comes to using social media as part of your yearbooking effort. Yeah, that influencer stuff. That's just, that's just really cool. Yeah, we're not kidding. You get paid about that for students, of course. Adults, sorry, guys, you're out. And if you heard at the end there, let the kids drive. Advisors, we know your plate is full, overflowing probably. And you're thinking, I can't take on another thing. Let the kids drive. I can almost guarantee that any yearbook staff out there has at least one kid who is, I'll call them a social media maven. They love this stuff. And if you put this in front of them, they're like, ooh, and off they go. All you have to do is just kind of supervise them, make sure everything's fine, and let them drive. I think it's a tremendous idea. Now, once again, this is kind of our summer episode. This is the end of season four of this fine feature. Season five, well, we'll see what happens come August. All right, we have a lot of things to do, but in the meantime, if you are listening to this with summer break or over summer break, have a terrific one. Rest, rest up. As we mentioned earlier in the episode, when the new school year begins in August, September, whatever it is for you, yeah, a lot of those challenges are still going to be there that we've been dealing with for over two years now. What can we do to help change the game? I think your booking has a role. In the meantime, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you very much for checking out the Yearbooking Report podcast. Mm-hmm.